Hello and welcome to our penultimate Deep Space Nine episode here at Star to Steer Her By, comma, uh, I said that weird, <laughs> fuck it, I don't give a shit. You know why? Because it's episode 232. Ooh. I know, right? Madness. And we are covering a couple of Deep Space Nine episodes. We only got a couple left. These ones are Extreme Measures. And the dogs of war. Woof woof. Bow wow. Bringing As up the age old question who let the dogs out? Look, who let the dogs of war out? Almost certainly Ducat. Henry Kissinger. Speaking of, no, there's no transition to be made there. I'm just going to say this is Ames. This is Caitlin. Jake. Chris. I'm James. Oh, James. gosh. James Hello. is back. Yay. He just we keeps keep showing up. Yeah. yeah, you keep inviting him. Yeah. That's you could fine. always tell me not to be here and I wouldn't be here. No, no, hang around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be great. It'll be fine, I'm sure. He says that after he's hidden in your house for a week. Like, you could have just told me to leave. I would have gone. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about some episodes, though. We'll do probably incredibly long synopses because it's getting complicated because we're almost to the to the end. We had a, have a lot of shit to set up and a lot of shit to waste fucking time on. So in Extreme Measures, we take a break from the serial nature of this 10-parter to go on a Miles Julian adventure, I guess. Yay. Bye. Uh, Kira is back to drop off a dying Odo in sickbay and have a very touching scene with him about mortality before yeeting the fuck out to go play with Damar and Garrick some more. Sounds like her. Julian and O'Brien tell Sisko about their plan, my god, guys, to lure Section 31 to the station to wheedle a cure for, uh, for the changeling disease out of them, and Sisko, in typical Sisko fashion, Gives them the, do whatever you want. I'm not a captain or anything. I heard somewhere the needs of the one outweigh the needs of literally the entire fucking Alpha Quadrant. Let's see how this plays out. Thanks, Cisco. And in an entirely uncharacteristic move, Sloan shows up and gets himself totally captured by Bashir. On purpose? I don't fucking know. Bashir is prepared to use the Romulan mind probe on him, that we saw a couple episodes ago in the Latin-sounding episode. But Sloan activates his kill device, and like any spy, he dies. He starts dying a whole lot, and Julian should have expected all of this. Damn it, Julian. So Bashir temporarily stabilizes him enough that he's still with us, and he decides, Aha! I really liked wandering around in my own brain during distant voices. Let's do that again in Sloan's brain! So after a long techno-babble montage, Julian and Miles dive in and say, Man, the inside of Sloane's head looks just like DS9. We must really need the budget for the finale. They waste some time watching a mind Sloane say goodbye to his mind family. And then Sloane's Section 31 self comes in and starts some shit. And in the end, the important part is Julian and Miles both get shot in the my in Sloane's mind, and now they're trapped in here until Sloane dies. So they kind of like realize, well, I guess we're dying in here. Uh, let's have a long discussion in which Julian declares that he loves Esri 
damn it, but loves Miles more. Aww. And Miles claims to love Keiko, but doesn't come up with a single reason why. Good job, Miles. When suddenly, oh no, they try a uh, door in the mind hallway and they wake up safe and sound. Except for Sloane, who they totally got killed. Whoops, <laughs> sorry, Sloane. But wait, new twist. This isn't as safe as sound as they think. And Julian realizes, damn it, Sloane. You must have never read Dickens before, because this book in my room starts starting over mid-page. We're still in your brain, aren't we? Let's try going through that same door again. And Sloane is in there. And he's like, hey, Julian, I've got all these Section 31 secrets. And Julian says, boing! <laughs> but Miles says, hey, hey, dingus, well, here, here's the cure we were looking for right here. Let's leave. And Julian's right, like, yes, right, that. That's the thing we will do. And they wake up again. This time, really safe and sound. Yeah, except for Sloane, who they just totally got killed. So Bashir whips up the cure in like five fucking minutes and they make Odo drink it like a shot. And then he's okay. And Miles now has more time to try to think of a thing that he likes about Keiko. The end. He came up with one. She held dinner for him. Yeah, she's great at using the replicator. <coughs> Thanks, Keiko. I mean, I could see someone being able to choose, choose food from the replicator as being a pretty good skill. Like, I don't know, it's hard to choose food when you've got, like, 25 things on a menu. It's hard now, enough for now us you've to pick got, where to go now, for, for, like, takeout. Right, but, yeah. now, but now, like, with a replicator, you have all food ever made. Yeah. And you, you have, have to a, choose yeah, one meal. Always tacos in that scenario. You know yeah, what? how I, is everyone would, still at all healthy in that scenario? I actually it's saw... all made out of recycled poop. Mm. I, I actually did see, I think it was a tweet the other day where someone was like, okay, I'm sorry. You're telling me that everyone has access to a replicator in the 24th century and no one is struggling with their weight? Bullshit. I'm sure it's yeah, like... It was Scotty. Well, yeah, but couldn't you the use the replicator? Like, presumably the replicator, everything you eat, since it's fabricated, would be nutritionally sound no, and I healthy, right? Like, calorically low in fat. So... Probably why it doesn't taste as good as the real thing. Well, that and because it's literally made of shit. <laughs> Aside from that, yes. Yeah, but down to the atom, though, you wouldn't it, wouldn't it be the same thing if they can replicate down to the atom? I mean, I suppose so. I'm just saying that probably, especially, I would say in the military, they're definitely going to be making sure that everything you eat is like healthy, not yeah. You're getting the you're getting the food, diet version. I would think. So uh, this is the closest, I guess, we ever get to. An actual confession of love between Julian and Miles. Julian does admit. Julian specifically Julian says, says he likes him more, but he loves Esri. And he, does, he does say that. It's true. Yeah. But I would agree. I think secretly. Not so secretly. Yeah. They have a, I they loved have it. A this was like non-romantic love and it's beautiful. Yeah. This was like. The most beautifully queer scene we've had since that time that Spock and uh, Doc were locked up in bread and circuses together. I loved this so much. So much. I liked it. I'm it just was sad good, that it was a really Garrick good wasn't around to celebrate. <gasps> Poor Garrick. Or to be jealous and punch out Miles. Honestly, <laughs> so honestly, with like the setup of this episode where a where two people, Bashir and potential other person go into the mind of a dying spy 
I think Garrick would have been a very, very strong contender for for best character to go in there with Bashir. Oh, I've got mm. so many stories of what the original plan was that it makes me not like this episode because oh, wow. every other idea would have been more interesting. Oh, interesting. But they just invented Inception. <laughs> I mean, they've done this kind of thing before. They did this in... Uh, Future Imperfect? When Julian was in his own brain that time? I mean, oh, yeah, I, I mentioned it, I was, that one. No, the one... Um, the Riker episode? You know, I'm thinking mm. of the one, Dark Page. They did this oh, yeah. in Dark Page when Troy went into her mom's mind. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I think fair, her mind didn't look like Deep Space Nine. No, her mind looked I, like someone's mind would look. Kind of surreal and not realistic. There was I, a wolf running around. I, I want I, a Sloan Wolf! I loved that there was a <laughs> moment... Sloan Wolf. I love that there's a moment where Bashir was like, it's like, ah, you know, it'll interpret it into something that my mind can imagine. I could be walking down streets. And like, he listed like several cool things he could have been doing. And then they get there and it's just Deep Space Nine. Well, because Oops. nice Sloan wanted it to be comfortable, unlike bad Sloan. Mm, what if like bad nice Sloan just Sloan. wanted it to be the hallway? Yeah, a boring beige hallway. That apparently exists on the ship, or... It looks, hey. I, like I don't think that was supposed to be a real hallway because it looked headquarters. it looked messed up. Like, but they found it, it on Deep Space Nine when they woke up the second no, quasi no, time. They, they opened the door. It's just like, have you ever had a dream where like you open up a door and you walk through it, and then you're in a different location? Probably. Have you ever closed your eyes and noticed that you were someplace else, unexpected, and then later opened your eyes again? And you were in your bed. That place that you were in between is called a God dream. God damn it, Jake. God damn it forever. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I have a great uh, quote. Here's the quote. Uh, I want to hear that. it. I want to hear it. I got to find it first. Here it is. I want it now. They decided we're going into we're going to journey into someone's mind, which we'd enjoyed doing years ago, years earlier with Bashir in distant voices, Ugh. which we thought oh, about no. doing with Ducat and Waltz. Finally, we decided we are going into Sloane's mind. Sloane's yeah. mind. Sloane's mind's boring as fuck. I would say it's for, a little disappointing. A spy, yeah, because it's like good Sloane is all like, I'm gonna have a self-serving fantasy where everyone forgives me for being a piece of shit. And then Bad Sloan has an office. That's all Bad Sloan truly wanted was an actual office. I don't he know. He hates working remote. I kind of liked when his wife was like, being married to him fucking sucks. Uh, that was probably my favorite until, part of his. Until Bashir helped him by killing him. Yes. It's all very weird. <laughs> um, I, I think it would have been really interesting if there had been more of an interplay between the two sides of Sloan. Yeah. Like, you know, the things the things that he wish he could have done versus the things he had to do or what he considers things he had to do, like, would have been genuinely interesting. As yeah, opposed but we to... had to spend all the time with O'Brien and Julian not saying they love each other. Right. Well, I liked I Which liked I think was scene. time better spent, frankly. I liked that scene. I you loved know, it so much. Like I just I'm... think they really they really fucked up here. They could have increased the craziness of the of the space inside Sloane's mind just by using a fisheye lens. Oh, yeah. Snap. If, if, they'd, if they'd gone fisheye crazy with that thing, oh, uh, man. It's been so long. No, what's funny is, like, they planned for this to be, like, this whole surreal descent into the chaos that is someone's brain. Because Sloane is also brain dead on that table. Like, he's mm. close to brain death. 
Yeah. Like, there is almost nothing left in there that's triggering synapses. Because Julian saved him, like, literally, like, a millimeter from death. Mm. So saved, this place should have been... Saved him, quote-unquote. God damn it, Julian. You lure a man here just to get him killed. Jesus. Pretty sure this all of this episode was against the Hippocratic Oath, I'm just saying. <laughs> Every fucking bit of it. It was, yeah, so it was really, a little, it was a little Beriah like, which he got a call I out. I thought that too. He got a call I thought the same in, thing. In the teaser, I mean, is is he bound by the Hippocratic Oath here? Because Sloane isn't his patient. He's no, he's like, bound by the. Hippocratic I'm pretty oath. sure it's like do no harm. I'm pretty sure, like, isn't that the whole? Th- oh no, wait, that's no, that's do wicked. no harm when you're acting as a doctor. But yeah, he's just made as him a, his patient as an interrogator, he was just torturing this dude to get information from him. Oh, He's well, in that case, way worse than you're right. Where's the moral ambiguity there? <laughs> so anyway, as I what was I'm saying, saying is Dr. Bashir talk, took off his doctor hat and put on his torture and murder. <laughs> he, hat. he took off his Starfleet badge, put it on a table and was like, I'm not the I'm not from Starfleet now. That's how it works. Right. Or he took off his Starfleet badge, didn't put lube on it and rammed it up Sloan's ring piece. Yikes. I don't know. Going I'm a different direction. As I was really like, not comfortable with that. Go ahead, Ames. Sorry. As I was saying, they were originally planning there to be like this labyrinthine like place that's all like circus angles and everything a little bit askew for this brain device that they're going into. But then they realize, wait a minute, we don't have the budget for that. We have to just use DS9 because we're saving all the budget for the finale. So it has to be Deep Space Nine. And everyone says, okay, well, how about we just shoot it from like crazy angles that are a little bit askew and we light it in in a different way. But then they didn't do that either because it also has to be clear that when they wake up the the first time, the first and a half time, that they still think that they're back on Deep Space Nine, so it has to be the same, and it seemed like a waste of opportunity. Yeah, Yeah, they goofed it. There was actually some camera work that was done to make when they, so when they did the fake out, when they thought they woke up, but they didn't. They did do a couple weird camera things like like a lot of the camera angles were up close and they kept showing different people like it literally was like people kept appearing in the room because like they showed Bashir and then they showed Ezri and then they showed, you know, it's like and then there was like Bashir, Ezri and Miles and then it started kind of jumping around weirdly like it would sh- it showed Worf and then it showed a medical technician we'd never seen before and then it showed a second medical technician mm. like it was there was a lot of people in this tiny little room and it very much felt off, which See, I, I thought of, was a nice touch. I kind of felt that was because Julian at that point is frantic because he like needs badly to keep Sloane alive another couple of minutes so that he can save Odo. And everyone else in the room is giving the look like, oh, we have to stop him. There's no hope. He should stop. Can we make him stop? No, he's stopped now because he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I also felt just like the fact that we're introduced to this idea. Oh, we have to go in, but it's going to be weird because his memories are scrambled. And then it's just it's just the station. Like yeah. I liked I liked the idea of the weird hallway, but I wish I wish they'd spent more time in the weird hallway. I thought maybe maybe the hallway just wasn't weird enough for me. It just looked well, like Well, that's a the thing. It wasn't. Like if they could have opened doors and like looked in and just saw weird shit. It should have been it, Eternal the, Sunshine of the Spotless yeah. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's so that's I mean, Sloane's memory palace basically, right? And they're trying to wander through it and find this one piece and 
but also at the same time we're told anyway that the that it's his memories are scrambled mm. so shouldn't it have been shouldn't the there have been like doors that opened into brick walls or you know there's a hull breach at one end of this hallway <laughs> i was thinking know? that too like just That's a big cool. hole in the station like i really what i wouldn't wanted them to have done which is i feel like another thing they may have been tempted to do was give us the life of sloan via flashbacks like no i don't mm. want that i want his background kept as vague as possible but it would have been nice to just one or two like random memories and be like and if it was done where they were just weird enough, you could be like, that maybe never happened. Or yeah. maybe that wasn't actually him. Like, we don't, we don't, like, a way to maybe reveal more about him, but have plausible deniability about it. So we could say, like, eh. I'd love to know, I'd love for Section 31 Sloan, after he kills Family Time Sloan, to say, yeah, that's, I never, I don't have a wife. All this is a fucking lie. See, I wanted to see him, like, using thing like defend being defensive and attacking i mean there was that one thing with the with the guy that shot them mm-hmm. um but other than that like it would have been cool if like we saw you know i don't know somebody that they didn't like uh Guldicott pops in mm. p- punches him or, or miles miles sees his, and this would never happen of course but miles sees his friend from his fake prison stint Mm. randomly you know something like that yeah i don't know i think i found it a little too contrived that this is this is sloan's last last hurrah but he's really he's not conscious of anything he's near brain death he should not have any control this should all be like random crap that's happening i mean i'm kind of i'm kind of okay with the idea that there's this like vestige of who the person is in the brain while the person is dying. Like, Mm. I think that's okay. Like, and like, he's not really like, he's very passive in the resistance. It's not like Sloan was like, you security guard, go get that guy. It's just kind of like his brain kind of conjured it as a way to protect its secrets, which is something it's been doing its entire life is, you know, finding ways to protect its secrets. So I think, I think I don't feel like these looked or acted like, it's not like Sloan was fully conscious and trapped in his head. Like Sloan could have like had a gun at his desk if he was that in control, but he wasn't yeah. in control. He couldn't. He couldn't stop Bashir from leaving. The only thing he could do was trick him. Yeah. I don't know. The impression I got, and I think the impression that Julian and Miles got more importantly, was that this was Sloan in control of these things that were happening. That Sloan yeah. specifically was the one that made the doors locked. I don't know. I, I kind of took that as more like, you know, like a conceptual sort of thing as opposed to, you know, it's it's just Sloan's personality. It's so deeply ingrained for him to protect his secrets that even while dying, his brain is making every attempt to prevent information from being exposed. Like his real name. Well, the other, but, you know, there are certain things that, that are clearly appear to be conscious, like the fake out. You know, mm. yeah, like that, doing, yeah, doing the know, fake wake up like that takes thinking about, OK, what are the details? You know, I have to remember what the room I was in looked like. I have to imagine who would be there. Oh, it would probably be Cisco and Worf. At that point, yeah. are they re- are they kind of reading Julian's mind, too? Is this mm-hmm. what was it? The positronic engrammatic interpreter. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so um, 
Was that working in both directions then? It, well, yeah, it, it, so, seemed it sounded applied, to me yeah. like it was a, a essentially a mind meld. Yeah, a, mecha- yeah. a mechanical mind meld. It's a good thing that inf- that technology won't ever come up again. Oh, anywhere. never. Yeah. It seemed real valuable and useful. No, it, well, it seems also sounded invasive like it, and bad. Well, it, it, it to me it also seemed like Julian was using that technology in in a novel way. Like yeah, it's not generally used for. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. But Star Trek always has this problem where like someone creates this mind blowing technique by like combining paper clips and duct tape, and then that really incredibly powerful technology just kind of gets forgotten forever. Well, I mean, mean like like a you mean like a rifle that transports (laughs) bullets directly into its victims. Yes. Or that like that stuff never comes up again, and it should. Or the perfect lie detector from TOS. Yeah, or, and I was thinking of this one uh, in this episode, which got me incredibly distracted because Sloane should not be this sloppy. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking in, there was an episode, I forget the name of it. It was the one where Picard has a fake son. Um, oh, yeah, who, the, yeah, yeah. who the Ferengi, like, gave Eremotic Syndrome. Jesus Christ, Ferengi. And the Ferengi, Daimon Bach, I want to say, yep. was able to hollow project him into Picard's quarters and say, nya Picard. nya and I felt like Sloane should have done something like that. Sloane sh- wouldn't have, like, actually gone into Julian's bedroom if what he needs is in sickbay. What? I, yeah, I, 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 I liked how those characters, how Bashir and Sloane also, both of them, didn't seem to know why Sloane was there. Like, Bashir was like, oh, I wasn't expecting you. And Sloane was just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Well, well, here's one thing. Okay, here. But I'm here, so... Here's the thing, though. Sloan doesn't know that Julian knows that Section 31 is responsible for the virus. Yeah, at that he time. thinks all Julian has a cure. Yeah, all, yeah. Ju- all Sloan knows is that Julian is trying to cure Odo, and he's found a cure. So my thinking is that maybe Sloan is like, okay... Because remember what Sloane says when Julian wakes up, says, I have a mission for you, Doctor. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that Sloane's going to be like, listen, you got to kill the thing. Like, like going to appeal to Julian's patriotism or something, which shouldn't work. And Sloane should know that. But Yeah, exactly. These be... are all things Sloane should already know. Because he knows Julian because he's been studying him probably enti- Julian's entire life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird that this is, this is what killed Sloane. Yeah, he this got played really easily. He wasn't prepared to be shot by a phaser or a force field? Like, I do... Can you not get a phaser-proof vest in the future? <laughs> at like, least against stun. Right, I feel, like, I feel hey. like Sloan should have had at least maybe a couple backups. Instead, the only backup plan that he had that was useful was, you know, the... What was it? The, the neural depolarizer that... Yeah. You know, Bashir knew instantly what was going on the second he looked over and saw oh, that, yeah. you know, saw that Sloan wasn't looking too good. He's so like, oh, he's thought. using a neural depolarizer. Ah. Here's my thought on Sloan, because the first time we saw Sloan in Inquisition, Sloan had created this whole hollow Deep Space Nine to pretend to do a, a, a um, uh, debrief of all of Bashir's friends. And Bashir realizes several, in, like many, like the whole episode throughout, he's just being tricked through this entire episode because he's not actually on Deep Space Nine. 
I felt like they should have done something like that so that it wasn't literally Sloane being tricked in the first minute he's there. It's Sloane tricking Julian for a while until Julian finds a way to turn it on him because that would have yeah. been more interesting. Yeah. I don't even need this fucking mind palace. I no. just need Sloane to be a fucking consistent character. Yeah. Yeah, they could have they could have gotten this information from him in a lot of different ways and this one this one wound up like feeling just kind of lazy and wasn't executed and very cruel well. sloan yeah. is dead oh my god really cruel yeah sloan i have is major dead problems just to with save that odo wow right well yeah. i'm fine with that but <laughs> i'm fine with that but i'm not fine with julian being the one that executes the plan I'm, you know yeah. it just feel like again i know he's not his patient or whatever but for a genetically engineered super doctor to be like using his powers for basically evil was really very uncomfortable. And it's not it's not portrayed as bad at all. Like even even Miles says, maybe we should just let him die peacefully. <sighs> and Bashir's like, or we can build a slapdash thing and connect our brains while he's dying. Ah, huh? yes. <laughs> And O'Brien's like, sounds good. I do like you better than my wife, after all. Yeah. <laughs> what was what was with that montage when they were assembling the device? Oh God, the techno babble montage. Yeah, there was a techno babble montage. Like the shots were slow. All the dialogue was so ADR. Slow. It looked like it was something done at the last minute. Like the fades. They had these really slow transition, like dissolve transitions yeah, between the... the shots. It was really gross. Yeah, that's kind of I don't the other. Know. Thing about this episode is I felt like so much was stretched because like it's one storyline like right now in the 10 episode series final arc thing there's a lot of storylines going on at once so they're kind of trying to keep them balanced this episode they take a step back and say okay we're just gonna do this one thing that's happening because we need the changeling cure for Odo for things so it's only one thing that's happening which means they had to stretch the fuck out of it to last a whole episode long and and imagine this being the episode they do that with. <laughs> like, it's just so... Ugh, You're going to be know. so sad when I tell you some of the scenes they cut from no. ne the next episode, The Dogs of War, that if they had paced this and not had this be a just Julian O'Brien adventure of the week, you would have gotten those scenes and you would have been so happy. They could have, they, they so, like, I mean, it would have been very weird for a Star Trek episode to do this because they always have the, you know, they have the A plot and then sometimes a B or C plot that's intermixed. But if they, like, this was not a 40 minute story. It no. could they have spent easily five been minutes done. in that turbo lift. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they that... easily could have done it in half of an episode. And so if yeah. the first half of the episode had just been getting the cure. They could have then, on the second half of the episode, kind of started going into the Dogs of War stuff early. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a scene that was cut that I really, really fucking wanted. Quark visiting Odo in sickbay while Odo thinks he's dying. Oh, I didn't so they have that. Holy fucking crap. sweet. Want it so much. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, we get no. lots of great Quark in the next episode. <laughs> I mean, did, but you know what? That, that uh, would almost be a repeat of the scene the last time Odo was dying in sickbay. Mm. <laughs> that's fine it, it's still i still love it. them it's still worth it oh, i will say that was, I'm... that time it was uh it was garrick right that that visited him oh yeah yes i see i'm I, man i can't remember how that uh, scene went. well i'm there just was glad a, there was a great scene where like where quark went to odo and was like you know oh you know i'm gonna get i'm gonna be doing so much crime while oh, you're yeah, sick yeah. yeah that was before i want before that he went back to mommy's planet to go find 
something. That's right. And yeah. I think in the same yeah, it's been yeah, it's because they had poisoned him. Yeah, yeah, that in one. order to lure him back. And then on the trip, o- Garrick was entertaining Odo with with mysteries. Yeah, I like yes, that. Yes, yeah. That was fun. You'll never believe what I did next. You'll have to stay alive to figure it out. Uh, speaking of poisoning Odo, we do a lot of that. <laughs> Here was the original storyline, which I find fascinating and kind of wish worked. But it kind of got a little upended when they decided Odo is going to be with Kira because they wanted the two of them together when Odo discovered that he was diseased. But what they originally wanted was Odo to be the one seeking out this cure because it affects him very personally. And he would discover not only was Section 31 behind this or in addition to Section 31 behind this or something like that, that it was specifically Mora Pole who they brought in to to make this disease and Mora would not have known that it was going to get Odo sick and that they'd get the cure from Mora somehow. And I'm like, ooh, interesting. Wanted that. Yeah, they could have really closed the loop on the Mara Paul story that way. Yeah. Nope, we never see him again. Something I thought was a little interesting, I think this was assumed, but I think Julian specifically says that the assumption was that when they infected Odo, he was not supposed to exhibit symptoms. Hmm. So they, you know, and that so that kind of explains away why Odo was affected so much later than the rest of the the changelings despite having been infected way way earlier than any of them yeah they say that it is exacerbated by you shifting a lot and i just kind of wonder if odo doesn't do a lot of shifting if he mostly stays odo yeah i would, yeah, I would imagine pretty solid most of the time especially now that he's with kira yeah, does going I mean, back to it, goo make him feel better why is he being a flaky person when he could be goo I imagine Maybe they he must, can't be goo. Maybe yeah, I mean, they must have trouble going back and forth because the, you know, female changeling there, for lack of any other name, has seemed to be persisting in her, her ugly tangerine dress form. Yum. So it must it must fuck up their ability to shift well. Mm. I really did like the makeup job they've been doing uh, yeah. on the changelings. Yeah. When they're sick. Yeah. Like, also, this episode was supposed to br- like the their quest for the cure was going to bring them to a planet where Section Thirty One was supposedly headquartered, but they needed to save money for the finale. So you get Deep Space Nine, and that's it, guys. Come on! Not only that, they also canonically destroyed the headquarters, saying no, no headquarters exists. Yeah, yeah. which I like better. Yeah, yeah, it makes more sense that way. Yeah, really well, it's, are. it's kind of interesting how. You know, Section 31, in a weird way, mirrors the structure that that Kira is trying to build with Damar in that it's like it's a it's sort of a distributed group of individuals versus being any kind of real organized organization. Mm. The way Sloan describes it anyway. Oh, yeah. This information exists only in a few different people's minds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of agents who don't even know they're working for Section 31 that work for Section 31. Oh, Ooh. surely. Julian, definitely. <laughs> oh, we got a we got a shout out to the the president the president. Oh, yeah, Jared in your in your in your face. He's, descri- he's described as the former president, which means that there must be a new president. Or he got blowed up in that uh, Breen attack. Oh, whoops. I know it was in Frisco, but maybe he was in town for a meeting. Mm. Or maybe they made a quick pop over to 
Perry. Maybe. No, he was grazing on some grassland somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting that apparently Section 31 has dirt on him. Yeah, he didn't seem like a great wartime president anyway. Oh, dear. Oh, that poor guy. He was he was going to be in over his head with all this shit. You got to get you got to get President Red Foreman back out of vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Changelings leave. Yeah. What I also did like, because, you know, the Julian O'Brien stuff. Cute. What I really loved was the Kira Odo scene in which Odo's basically saying, you know, I don't want, you know, the last thing you remember of me is watching me flake away to death. Mm. Also, I don't want your last memory of me also be thinking of Burial because Burial died here too. Mm. Damn, damn it, Burial! You keep haunting Fucking us. Bar- and he also died. He died of a brain problem, just like, uh, just mm-hmm. like Sloney Boy. Yep. All, all sorts of connections. It's it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Something that was a little weird. This episode had a seven and a half minute teaser. Mm. like before before the main theme even plays it was like seven it was like yeah seven and a half minutes or so and that's really long it's true i don't know there's an episode of discovery that has them beat like mad because it's the long episode title where there's a wolf in it somewhere and Mm. i i think when i looked it up because it's you know it's the longest one i think it's like 15 minutes long oh whoa i mean i feel like i feel like at that point, the episode has started. You're in the. Right, you're no yeah. longer in teaser, guys. Well, also, also, I think it's that's that's less surprising in a streaming world versus mm. a broadcast mm. world. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like a lot of the a lot of the newer Star Trek shows, given that they're so so serialized, each individual episode somewhat lacks the standard act structure. Whereas, mm. like you know, mm. sure. almost every episode of Deep Space Nine, even even ones that are serialized, are pretty pretty much adhere to that like five act structure but but i feel like in discovery or and and other shows picard they don't they don't really do that yeah i mean they try to have a like a sort of theme like they try to wrap up the episode enough but yeah i i can see what you mean anywho yeah no i was reading up because you know in this whole 10 part plot arc 10 part plot yeah 10 part plot arc jesus christ um <laughs> basically like everyone directed a different ep- you know all the directors were different but the two assistant directors remained the same but they kind of swapped back and forth which means they only saw every other episode so they weren't able to actually follow the plot arc they'd be like well mm-hmm. i have i know what happens in this episode something then happens and then i know what happens an episode later it's it's kind of astonishing just like it, it always it, it seems like you know, oh, this was a really big deal that Deep Space Nine did 10 serialized episodes. And it sounds like when you think about it, it seems like it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But then you hear about how everything worked behind the scenes. And it's like it was actually was this incredibly difficult struggle for everyone involved to get everything done because the way the shows were set up, like you, you didn't work concurrently on projects. Yeah. If you change one thing thing in your script, it has to make sure that it's changed in everyone else's scripts, too. Right. And it, it just seems so weird that like they would have a setup where that just isn't baked in. Where, you know, it's like a change to an earlier script, like, wouldn't, you know, the fact that changes to earlier scripts would have no effect on anything else going on after it. Just weird. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this was a decent episode, but not a lot Mm. happened. Mm. They go, like, like, when you were doing your intro, I was like, wow, Ames is saying a lot. I was like, 
you know, because all I was just like, Odo and Kira are kind of sad together. <laughs> and then Bashir and Miles go into Sloane's brain and get the cure the end. <laughs> oh, you yeah. should do the synopses for us, Rossi. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I kind of have an idea like why structurally this could have been very difficult to build this this arc. Because they, they were lacking their sort of their, you know, their their guiding light. Ira Bear wasn't involved in any of these episodes. Ooh, really? Um, yeah, he Did was. Did he just, have a beard dying accident? No, he was just he was couldn't he was just inconsolable in the corner crying because there's been no Vic in so many weeks. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought. I know. I, are we not gonna Are we not gonna get one more brush with Vic? I bet we will. There'll be there'll there will be closure for Vic. Oh no, I don't need closure for Vic. I'm done with Vic. I mean, it's not so much closure for Vic. It's there will be at it's least his one casino. more casino. It's being shut down. The Good. best is yet to come. Oh, wait, there it is at that No, moment. I kept thinking the best way to torture Sloane into giving them the cure for Odo disease is to make him watch hours of Vic song. Hey, Pally, that would have been amazing. I would have God, loved like, that, just, actually. Just in the middle, in the middle of, all of, of all of that stuff, Vic Fontaine just pops up in Sloane's brain, and he's just like, yeah, I don't know, you hooked up some holo converter <laughs> or whatever, and I saw what was going on. What's Son that? Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I, I, I wanted. I wanted, um... Jake is getting ideas for his fanfic now. I wanted um, Julian to find a a pad in in Sloane's office that revealed that <gasps> that Vic was actually a um, Section Thirty One artificial intelligence project designed oh, to, shit. to you, you, get deep intelligence on yeah. uh, on the people of Deep Space Nine. I like it. Cool. Meanwhile, we're going to talk about the Dogs of War. Where there is a lot going on. Mm. Holy shit. I have a lot to get through. Let's discuss this right now. So, Cisco gets a new Defiant class ship that the Breen weapon won't work on. Hooray! Uh And Admiral Ross tells him, you should rename it the Defiant. And Cisco's like, wow, we must really need the budget for the finale. And they're like, yes. We couldn't repaint the hull of the model. On, honestly, it would have been. It would have been even putting a defiant A would have been way too much money. Evidently, well, yeah, meanwhile, you have to recenter the numbers. You know. Oh no. Uh, meanwhile, um, I'm just going to go plot by plot because it's another serial storytelling here, and most of them don't affect affect each other like at all. So, Kira, Garrick, and Damar are rallying some more Cardassians when, damn it, Gul Ravak. You've betrayed us to the Jem'Hadar, who've come in and killed all of our potential soldiers. What a bitch. I know. And now our getaway ship got kerploded and Ames got super confused because our Helms Cardassian Sescal sounds way too much like Cisco. It does, yeah. And I was <laughs> so lost. We're going to go hide in Garrick's old basement with Mila, whom we, re- whom we remember was Anabrantain's old housekeeper. Yay. Yay. Uh, Wayun, meanwhile, has sent out a news bulletin that says the rebellion has been squashed and Damar is dead, which is news to Damar. But everybody has a mope about this until Mila, God bless Mila, I love her, uh, comes in and tells them, hey, the people on the street still still uh, believe in the cause. How many people are on the street? No one asks. Oh, like 10 people, no one answers, but that's good enough for them. So Devar goes out there and he reveals himself to still be alive and tells everybody, like 10 people, keep fighting for the cause. And then they 
let Garrick blow something up because that's what Garrick is here for. And I guess things are progressing again. So good. Next plotline. We've been forgetting to do anything with Quark for many, yeah. many, many, many episodes now. So here's a plot line for Quark. Zek calls up and says, I'm retiring and you're succeeding me as Nagus. Ta-ta and Quark is like, fuck yeah, now I get to write in more sexual favors into my contracts because I'm a Cretan, remember? Mm. God damn it. And Brunt shows up and we're all like, yay, Jeffrey Combs, all over this episode. Seriously. Yep. And he kisses Quark's boots for a while and tells him about all these new initiatives on Ferenginar. And now Ferenginar is more progressive than the United States, and Quark is like, that's weird. I'm going to turn down the job if things continue to get this way, no matter how many sexual favors I can get. And Brunt's like, wow, hardcore, dude. But mm. when Zek turns up, it turns out all of this was a goof. He had thought he was talking to Rom on their very bad Zoom connection. He actually wants Rom to lead the new Ferengi society. And Quark says, oh, oh yeah, that tracks. No. Uh, congrats, Rom. Have fun playing Nagus. Meanwhile, quick update on what's happening in the war. The Federation is just going to let the changelings get genocided and pretend yeah, their hands the are still clean. Cool move, Federation. Good job. At least we saved Odo, I guess. The Dominion is going to fall back to Cardassia to hold the line, and they assume the Federation won't pursue. But they forget that Cisco is a factor, and Cisco's like, ha 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 ha, we're going to pursue like, whoa, have you seen my, my new Defiant? Yeah. <laughs> And then in the cringiest, most unnecessary plotline, uh, Julian and Esri have nothing oh left God. to do in the entire show, so they put their faces all over each other, and I'm like, gross. Oh, and Cassidy's yeah. knocked up the end. I I watched this episode less than less than an hour ago, and I'd already forgotten the Julian Esri stuff. More like you blocked it to stop causing yourself uh, pain. It's so, so bad. I remembered that Nog. Rom, Jesus, Rom is named Grand <laughs> Negus, but for some reason I thought it happened like towards the end of the very last episode. Ah. So when it cropped up in this one, I was like, oh, this is weird tonally. But I will say that I am so relieved I no longer have to keep that from Caitlin. Oh, yeah. funny. Because <laughs> for years I've been like, this motherfucker winds up as Grand Nagus, and I can't say anything. I legit slapped my hands across my face and was like, ah! Had no idea. Didn't see it coming. I mean, I, sort of, but I, not really, and I'm really Although, glad. Although, if you know the punchline, for lack of a better term, when his, when Zek's transmission cuts out towards the beginning of the episode, he does very clearly mouth the word ROM. It's in the closed yeah. captions. Oh, 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 that sucks. It wasn't it, on the Netflix closed captions. It okay. wasn't. It was it was a dot 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 for the static. Okay, um, okay. I read somewhere on Memory Alpha that it's like people watching with captioning knew all right right away. I, I would that not be sucks. surprised. I would not be surprised if the people who were doing the actual closed captioning at the time, they would have like their goal is to make things that are hard to hear understandable. Yeah. And I was listening to it and you can hear it like hmm. it's yeah. distorted. But you like not only does he mouth the word Rom, he does say Rom like they okay. actually they actually process it. They didn't they didn't cut it out entirely or heavily process him saying Quark and then just lie about it later. He does actually and understandably say Rom if you're kind of listening for it. Yeah, but Unlike Quark is expecting him to say Quark. So he hears yeah. Quark. 
It just totally makes sense. And and it was subtle enough that there's yeah. there's every possibility that like people watching it would would not have caught that. Yeah, you, you see it was Armin very being like super happy and you're like, oh, yeah, it's Quark. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if I hadn't been looking out for it, I probably wouldn't have caught it. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Tell us the thing. Rom is a terrible choice to be the Grand Nagus. I mean, Moogie's going to be Grand Nagus, and Rom is only Grand Nagus in name. <laughs> Fair. That's actually probably true. But, like, yeah, I mean, Rom, perfectly nice guy, but he's going to be in so far over his head doing any kind of, like, not even the business stuff, just, like, political stuff. Yeah, he's an engineer. <laughs> I mean, so- A very good engineer. So I I I I, I kind of like him becoming Grand Nagus, but it doesn't really make any sense. It's absolutely just tying a neat bow for all of the yeah. characters by the end of the show, and I think that's a total weakness. But at the same time, like the way Brunt is talking about new Yeah, he's actually pretty into it. Like when Quark when Quark says like you know when he's like oh no no it's like you know it's like oh yeah no we pay taxes on bribes now, and Quark yeah. is like wait. The T word and Brent's like, well, yeah, how else are you going to afford all the social programs? Like he actually see like he see he's really Brunt of all people is really confused when Quark is pushing back against all of these progressive policies. And like if Brunt can be won over, granted, the show did not earn this. No. But like if Brunt can be er- if Brunt can be won over, Ferenginar has moved on. Ferenginar yeah. is now a place where Rom is welcome and may actually be the right. Oh yeah, no, no. yeah. They they left their female gymnasts wear pants. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Yeah. No, I totally get that. And like again, I think from the from like as the new Grand Nagus in the mold of what Moogie tried to do. Sure, Rom yeah. is the right spiritually the right person. I just don't think that he has. The political skills necessary. The, the je ne sais quoi. Right. Yeah. Although he did successfully arrange the strike. That's true. That's yeah. he has people. He has Lita with him to encourage him and tell him, you know, keep going. And I think if nothing else, just, to, you know, he'll listen to her. She'll have some good ideas. Will she? Uh... She married Rom. I don't think she has any good ideas. Hey, Rom is really sweet. He is. I know, catch. but damn. Rom is a nice And he did dude. every every objection Quark had, he immediately had a response. He did, that's true. Yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah, yeah that's a good that was that was something my friend caught like he was great when when Quark was bringing up all the problems like Rom was like, well, isn't the environment a public like isn't that a public yeah. valuable resource for our people? Yeah. Like yeah, his his instincts, like, you know, it's like he's kind of a klutz and like all of these other things and like but like his instincts on stuff are really good. Yeah. And it's just stuff that like is actual real world common sense. If your workers are happy, they'll work better. Mm. It would be amazing if they would finally fucking learn that in the real world. You know, and also on the you know, so on the point of Brunt, one thing I I'm beginning to wonder if Brunt is just so much a company man mm. that he'll say yes just because it's the rule. Right, exactly. Like he unlike Quark, I don't think that he has personal convictions about what 
being a Ferengi is. No, or, not at it's all. It's a brown noser. Yeah, That's exactly. So yeah. like when when the when the Nagus says, you know, okay, we're doing taxes now. He's like, okay, great. That's that's what it is now. That's that's that is my official personal policy. Well, I think we even said back in the episode where it looked like he was going to become Nagus. Like he would be a terrible Nagus because the Nagus obviously needs. To, well, at the time, based on the government, still need to be like you know, a Ferengi and selfish in this and that. But, you know, he had to somehow balance being selfish in a way that was also good for the overall economy so people would keep him there. It's a really bizarre balancing act. Whereas Brunt just would have been selfish and Did destroyed that everything. balancing act? Uh, I mean, he was there for a really long time. He was only ousted the once. I mean, he he was on the cutting edge too. Like he yeah. he was trying to do trade in the in the gamma delta delta gamma. Trying to do trade trade in the in the alternate universe. Yeah, yeah that's like right. Yeah, he is. What he, kind of what kind of businessman does that? Other than the most out there businessman I mean, ever, like, he is. On I could the totally see edge. Bezos doing some shit like that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, if he found a portal to some uh, yeah. other universe, he would definitely go there That's and try to explain it. That's why he's going to space. Ah. Oh, There's consumers yeah, he, in that nebula. He tried He tried to open trade That's with, good, James. with the with the Gamma Quadrant, the Prophets, and the Mirror Universe in that order. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're lucky, apparently, he never heard of the Pa Rates, or he might have tried that. He probably has. <laughs> he just can't read the book. Ah. Uh, Question, because I noticed this after the episode ended. Did Nog have any lines? Didn't he say congratulations? Oh, so, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. He moved, and he kind of he made a noise. Hmm? Or did, did, he, did he move Brunt out of the way and say something? Yeah, yeah like he kind of made just kind of a noise when he shoved Brunt off at the end. He made a grunt at Brunt. Mm. It's also the first time in ages we've seen him out of uniform, aside from, uh, well, there was he was in a tux a lot in the Vic episode, but mm. it's funny we've seen him in Ferengi clothing in a long time. Yeah, I wanted him to have more lines because I felt like your yeah. dad, your dad just became Nagus. You should have some lines. Yeah. 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 Well, as in all things, though, it feels like, you know, something good happening to Rom is only just happening to Rom and everyone else is actually experiencing the episode, you know? That's good. Also, so. this this fucking episode, the uh, opening credits listing the guest stars yeah. went on for most so of the episode. Yeah. It's funny because I had actually just seen a screen cap of the like, you know, um... Wayun and Brunt, played by Jeffrey Combs. Like, I had just seen that particular screen cap recently, so I'm glad that this was the payoff. No, that's uh, magical. Apparently, they had to have... What they try not... They try not to have the, the same actor playing multiple characters in, a, in an episode to begin with, but in this episode, they had to shoot him in both roles in a single day. Oh, oh my gosh. God. He must have spent to, so much time in makeup. He must have been asleep while they were putting his makeup on. Now, I mean, I can't imagine any other way he could have got through something so rigorous. Do you think he got paid more for this episode than he does for a normal appearance? Damn, I hope Just so. Twice as much, you think? I would hope. So, uh... He's doing the work of two guest stars, goddammit. I guess, you know, finally, the fans have been clamoring for it. Jeffrey Combs is back in new track. 
with a cameo in Lower Decks. As who? Oh, good. Who's he showing up as? He's the evil computer oh, that they had no, in the trailer. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Jake heard, Jake uh, yeah, no, I, recognized I, I it right heard away. The, when we watched the trailer, I, I was pretty sure that was his voice. So that's, that's confirmed? Yeah, I, I didn't catch it myself, but I read a few days ago that is, in fact, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, and he's said so on Twitter. Like, he's con- he's basically responded to someone saying that on Twitter, like, ha-ha, me! <laughs> he seems like a lot of, a lot of fun. He does. Yeah. He does. I hope they eventually put him back in a good show. I mean, it's a nice thing that they at least get, you know, Combs in an episode. They had Hertzler last season, I think, in an episode. So, you know, they're they're at least giving work to people. I like that yeah. aspect. Yeah. yeah. They're mostly just referencing things. Mostly. but That's yeah. what jokes are. Yep. Didn't true. you know? Tom, Tom Paris is going to be a plate. Yeah. The, it's going to be great reference. The role he was born fun. to play. I mean, I, so I like as, Robert Duncan McNeil. As as weird as that joke is with the plate, if you were at any Star Trek convention in the 90s, there were so many vendors selling these fucking hideous collectible plates that were exactly like that. Oh, yeah. Jake doesn't Spock get the reference. Jake, you Jake, you're, it's, not, you're it's, not on Star Trek shitposting. They, they post about plates all the fucking time. Oh my god, time. constantly. Oh. It's amazing. Yeah, it was, it's, I actually I mean, it's really such liked a that. Weird like, who whose idea was it? Like, yeah, collectible plates. That's what Star Trek fans want. But was, mean, everything was collectible plates. Yeah. There were so like, many of those in the nineties. When I was growing up, I had fucking like you know paintings of cats on plates. Like I as never a, as a youth, I never bought a collectible plate. But I remember in the nineties, like everybody and their mother was trying. They wanted collectible plates to be the next precious moments. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I don't think they really caught on. Well, they certainly did. With the Star Trek crowd, because I am, I would not be surprised if that Tom Paris plate in in the in the in the ad is an actual plate that they just like copied for the for the scene. Like, yeah, I guarantee there's there's if there's not a Tom Paris plate, there's certainly a Captain Janeway plate. Oh yeah, and now they're and, selling the lower decks Paris plate for mil- for many dollars. Now the question oh, is, right. does the yeah. plate that they're selling have a photograph of Robert Duncan McNeil or is it the cartoon version of Tom Paris that's on the on the actual plate? I'm going to say the cartoon. Uh, yeah. So, Wait, what? Uh, then then I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I I drag us uh, off off course and we've been being very good. All right. Um, there's we've we've spent a, we spent long enough delaying delaying our gratification. Bashir and Ezri. Oh, uh, are, oh, Bashir geez. and Ezri are a thing now. The end. That was the. That was the That's watch. all we need to know about it. There was three I, scenes. They're so I mean, annoying. I I'm glad it's over. Uh, <laughs> I like. Well, I don't want to ruin our friendship by by being in a relationship. That's great because you have no chemistry whatsoever. So please don't. <laughs> please just. Could you just take no? Oh fuck! They're making out. Ugh. It was kind I of mean, funny. I knew it was going to come to this because I've seen I don't remember where the fuck I got spoiled, but I, I have I have seen things from the last episode once many, many moons ago that gave away to me that they were going to thing. But what a painful journey. Yeah, it's been we need a fucking Sarah McLaughlin song playing under clips of them, like being doughy eyed at each other so we can all just heave a sob. Horrible. The one thing that their relationship has given us that was purely joyful, however, was when they come up in the turbo lift and they're making out, 
Worf looks over at them and presses a button that sends the elevator back down. Was it Worf mm. or O'Brien? It was Worf. It was Worf? Okay, I thought it was yeah. O'Brien for a second. Okay. No, Plus, Worf, we got to hear Worf yeah. say what Julian's a little, like, talk about what a child Julian is, which made yeah. me happy. Yeah. yeah, it was a little earlier, but yes. Well, I just mean it's something that the relationship has given us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. watching watching O'Brien and Worf react to the relationship is a million times better oh, yeah. than the actual relationship. <laughs> Yeah, it just made me remember, like, why didn't these two have more scenes together? Like, yeah. just sitting around shooting the shit about the old days. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, you'd think that they would have tried to do more with them. But I also feel like both of them must have had reduced, like, appearances in their contracts in the last couple seasons. Because I feel like we got much less Miles and much less... Worf. Yeah. This, yeah, I wonder this, if Meanie was off season? filming another movie or something. I don't know. Um but yeah. So maybe there's, there was just no real time. I also feel like they kind of I don't know, they ended up focusing on other characters more maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. they built up to Mar in the meantime and you're like, "Where did you come from?" Uh I loved, season I loved 3 episodes. I loved sulky Demar in mm. in Garrick's grandma's basement. <laughs> just sitting there being like we're gonna be stuck in here forever i guess i'll go be i guess i'll go be a folk hero it's better than dying in here <laughs> mm. uh, that basement was a nice basement too you know? once it was tidied up yeah yeah really high ceilings yeah. huge yeah garrick played a lot of nintendo down there yeah <laughs> garrick was so sweet to mila like yeah, yeah they what was it what was it they were asking for like a comms uh, unit and like Garrick had to like step in and be was like really if that's sweet not about too asking. inconvenient. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: I don't think it's. I don't know, Jake, if you were suggesting romance, but I don't think. I don't know no. that I think oh, it's no, romantic. No, no. I think it's just like this is the closest thing to family he has, no. yeah. especially because he only knew about Tane recently. Yeah, yeah no. I just wanted to make sure you weren't being gross. I know, Jake. There is Jake. there is a novel that. Um, claims that Mila is in fact Garrick's mother. I've always kind I was of thought that, yeah, that might be the case because of she was Tane's housekeeper. Mm -hmm. Tane seems like the kind of person that probably would be plowing the housekeeper. By which you mean a Cardassian, because I just yeah. assume that they all are uh, cheaters. Yeah, and you know it would also explain why Garrick's name is not Tane, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, his name what is Garrick. If, he, if, if he's illegitimate, he's Elam Garrick. Like, where's Garrick? Where did Elim, that name even Elimgitimate? Yeah. <laughs> was Was this book the one that was written by Andrew Robinson? Oh, I don't think so. Because he wrote he wrote a book about Garrick. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I. It was in Memory Alpha somewhere, but I don't remember. Yeah. If it said it was by him. Yeah, no, because well, he's he's like I think he's the only person that's written a book about his own character. Like he didn't ghost; it wasn't ghost written. Like he wrote it. I love that. Which is pretty. Didn't neat. Shatner I, write a bunch? He wrote oh, Tech yeah. War. I don't shit. know. <laughs> I don't know if he, he. I don't know if he wrote Star Trek stuff. He wrote some Star Trek books. Yeah, set after. Well, he wrote a few set earlier in Kirk's career, and then a couple set after his death. Where surprise, surprise, he resurrects him. Oh, no, God. no, get out! But did he write uh, any Garrick books? <laughs> I don't remember Garrick showing up in any of them. Uh, well, then he really missed it. Yeah, he, he's like his body is 
stolen by the Borg. And they revive him to use him as, like, a sleeper agent. But, of course, he overcomes it and... Of course. Well, that's just, that's just, that is so Shatner being like, no, no, see, I'm definitely, Kirk was definitely just as good as Captain Picard. Yeah, as I say, like, wait a minute, if if Picard gets to be Locutus, I have to be Lo-sexiest. No! (laughs) No. Tell him, Kiff. (laughs) Lo-sexiest. Ain't nothing cute about me. So here's that here's that deleted scene I wish we got. I wish we got mm. less of the previous episode so we could find somewhere to fit this scene because there's been so much going on. Garrick, Damar, and Kira get shit-faced in Tane's basement. Oh. I was kind of hoping like they would stumble upon Garrick's bong or something. Was that so I take it that was the 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 bottle she was peeling a label off of at one point was yeah, the lonely yeah, remnant yeah. of that? Oh, that would have yeah, been peeling so the label off of. Don't they say that if you peel labels, you're like sexually something? Frustrated. Yes, I, I think that's wait, an people, urban legend. Who peels labels? I, Se- it's a thing I've people heard. People who are wait, sexually wait, frustrated. Wait, whoa, Chris, are you saying you doubt the veracity of the claim that if you remove the labels off of bottles, you're sexually frustrated? I uh, I, I am doubting that. Yeah. Wow. It could be just you want to help wow. the recycling plant. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, what does it mean if you then stick the bottle up your butt? The I mean, opposite. that's sexually fulfilled. That, well, like, you've peeled the label off, bottled up the butt, problem solved. No more label peeling for you. Speaking of bo- bottles, I guess. Bottles. Uh, additional anecdote. Mm-hmm. Oh, I lost it in my book, so let me see if I can remember vaguely what it was. Poor fucking Casey Biggs, because he had to drink so much canar over the course of the show. Over the course of the, the, the entirety of the show. And you know what Kanar was mostly made of? Molasses. Caro syrup. Oh, that's yeah. close. Very yeah. close. Basically. And I guess I can't find it in the book now. Wait. Here we go. Here we go. Casey Biggs says, I hated the stuff they made me drink. The Caro was just disgusting. Then they changed to a sugar-free pancake syrup, which wasn't quite as bad. But after you do a number of takes, it's still pretty disgusting. One time, we did so many takes that I got quite sick by the end of the day. I'm very happy when Damar stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet. <laughs> Plus, I mean, if I mean, you know, they say if you like with uh, sugar substitutes, if you you like in normal portions, it's fine, but enough will give you some severe GI distress. Ooh. So, and I'm not kidding. So, if they did enough takes, like. They'd be like, get me out of this costume. Better oh, damn yeah, get the, it in one ca- one take, Biggs. Xylitol or whatever. Does yeah, that have to be the shits? Wasn't yeah. there a house episode about that? Some guy's like eating tons yeah, of like, Yeah, he somehow did it with sugar-free gum. gum I doubt is possible. But, um. Well, I mean, he was a smoker, right? And he had a lot of gum. So yeah, it could be possible. Maybe you don't need that much. Maybe. Do you think anybody's ever blown a bubblegum bubble with their ass? Without question. Yeah, So, moving on. uh, I liked, uh, what was it? You know, we have our little uh, revolutionary moment in the streets. Garrick stabs a guy in the neck. (laughs) And then acts as a plant in the audience to start the freedom chant. Mm. (laughs) While Kira just gets to slink around in a hooded robe, just being like, shadow assassin. I, yeah, I mean, she did I, kill like, Jemadar. I love the moment where, like, so Garakos plants a bomb and he's trying to escape and he gets, like, confronted by the two Jemadar. Yeah. And, like, 
<laughs> Damar shows up and they're like, my God, it's him, Damar. Come with us or we'll kill you. And he's like, I choose neither. Yes. Like, he was totally mugging. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Embracing. He, was, he was showing off for that one small boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad no one had cell phones at the time. No. It's all going to be word of mouth, evidently. Mm-hmm. Damar lives. That's great because it's going to get blown so out of like by the time oh, he gets yeah, to the other yeah, end yeah. of Cardassia, he's going to like come in on a jetpack screaming, I choose neither. And then like <laughs> stomps them to death like Super Mario. Yes. Like it feels Demar it punched feels- the barracks and it exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do I do like how they've set that up where they're like, you know, it's like Car- the Cardassians have been lied to for so long they no longer believe anything the Dominion yeah. says. And like you know, it's like, oh, and now there's evidence that Damar still lives. Like, they literally can't kill him now. Like, Yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing. So, Damar may be the folk hero here, but he is straight up just the face of it. Because Garrick planted the bomb. Mm-hmm. Garrick was the one that was put, you know, his 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 body at risk here. Yep. Here is the one that saved Damar from getting killed by the Jem'Hadar soldier. Like, Damar just had to stand there and look pretty and then give a little speech. Every, all the important shit was taken care of. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even Kira says earlier, she says something like, you know, it's like, like, you're a legend. Yeah. Or like, you've become a legend, or, you know, we'll make you a legend. I can't yeah. quite remember now, the line. Here's what boggles. Here's why the mind boggles. Oh, my. Because, have because not- Julian's running around in there and you're Sloan, right? <laughs> Well, it does relate to Julian. Um, <laughs> here's what boggles the mind is that they they've for forever it seems like many many episodes we've heard all about fucking the Alamo and Davy Crockett and all this shit, mm. and now we have like a real parallel here, and it's and there's no there's no connection being drawn. There's no the, yeah. O'Brien doesn't swoop yeah. in and says, "Oh, this looks familiar." No, we have two more right. episodes. They don't put him in a coonskin cap or anything. (laughs) That's all I want. Oh, God, what's sad as I can picture it. I also can picture it. I want someone to draw it now. I may commission it. (laughs) I kind of picture him, like, kind of looking up at it or trying to with his eyes rolled up, looking vaguely annoyed. The tail's, like, kind of down the center of his face. I hadn't thought that, but I like that. Like, he doesn't know how to wear it. (laughs) (sighs) Have to be a really long one to get down his neck, though, the coon, the tail. Mm, Yes. Yes. Hey, also, I have a question. Yeah. We're definitely going to see Gul Dukat next episode, right? We're not done with Gul Dukat yet, are we? Oh, there's no he's way we're done with he's, that he's, story. He's gone. just nah. a blind man wandering the streets of Bajor now. One of the greatest DS9 disappointments. We don't know what happens. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, he's going to come back in Picard. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh god, no. Don't. No. We know he what happens to guest stars on lottery. Picard. <laughs> No, I've been, here's what he does. He he becomes a gambler to, to, <laughs> to earn money to stay off the streets. And then goes back in time. And then goes back in time to the 18 or 1900 or <laughs> ah, whatever the hell is. Times Era was. It was him all along. I am really sad that we're almost done with Deep Space Nine. I feel like this is going to be the best of Trek ever entirely. And I'm sad to be. Yeah, you haven't soon. seen Lower it's, Decks yet. Oh, it's oh, it's nice. Oh. It's it's nice that it's ending where it is, just because like there's been a lot of weak stuff this season, like and like some some weird disappointing choices that like yeah. I don't know 
where it would have gone afterward. Like Quark is now Quark is now back to season one Quark, if not worse. Oh my it god, it really sucks. Yeah, that was like the one that thing was... that was really gross about this episode. Yeah. He was like, I can't wait to write sexual favors into my contracts again. Like, right, come on, like, dude. Like he, it is, it is such a huge slide back. Like the entire show had been had been him consistently being exposed to the fact that his attitudes are wrong. His speech and then was very, great though. At the, yeah, but at the yeah, but like, but at the very end, he just decides to double down on being a misogynist piece of garbage. He's like a Trump supporter. Yeah, although there is still clearly some hope for him because yeah, even just, he has a little flip out at the end, but he's like, "But I love my brother." Right, which is maybe the one thing he wouldn't have done in season one, but like. Well, but oh, also, God, I mean, he has to say that his brother's the yeah. Magus now. Yeah, well, right. also, remember season one. I mean, let's think about this. Season one, they hated each other. Yeah. And Rom actively tried to kill him when he was named Grand Nagus oh, yeah, that I one time. about that. <laughs> wow, what a, like, what, a, what a road we've traveled. Yeah, Rom. Rom, early Rom was a very different character who was yeah. usually, like, scheming to try to get the bar. Moogie! Um... Yeah, I, I, I think much, they hadn't decided what his character was at those no, times, though. Yeah. No, they had not. <laughs> they eventually I, settled on uh, one of the Three Stooges. I I prefer Three Stooges engineer future Nagus Rom to scheming Rom. Oh, same, because he's not good at scheming. No. no. Or baseball. Not a bit. Oh, yeah, definitely not that. And not but that great a lot of fun. But he has a not, lot of fun. Uh, not great at singing Torch songs, either. Yeah. But nobody uh, looks good next to Vic. True. Except for Cisco and Kira and everybody else. Okay, just Rom. Just Rom looks like shit. The rest <laughs> of them are good. Oh, yeah. Nog looked great. That's true. Um, so we have been... We, well, one thing we haven't mentioned that Amos did bring up in the intro was, uh, hey, Federation. Oh, dear. What the fuck? They're like, what's not us? It's Section 31. Assholes. Whoa, guys. Yep. <laughs> like... I'm, on the one hand, not at all surprised, but on the other hand, they're still assholes. I don't know, yeah. it tracks. Oh, uh, it does. I mean, not to not to equate something serious and real to something made up and not serious and not real, but uh, back during World War II, they did, uh, they did surveys of the most dangerous groups of people, according to Americans, and obviously they were like, oh yeah, uh, Nazis and Japanese people, but third was the Jews. So, like, I mean, I'm just saying. And if they had done that, if they had done that research ten years earlier, number one probably would have been the Jews. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Well, just, a lot I, of this country was very openly down with the Nazis until. I guess what I'm saying. War. I guess what I'm saying is you can count on people to be pieces of shit yes. pretty much all the time. Yes, you can. So, unfortunately, I just know, would so. like to have seen more frustration from our heroes. You know. Yeah. Than just Odo. Yeah, Ross yeah. And, and Cisco are like, "Yep, bygones be bygones." Whoa, guys. Well, All to right. be fair, Cisco had just turned a blind eye to everything Julian did to uh, Sloan at the episode before as well. Oh, I didn't oh, mention no. in the episode before the episode the, the moment when Cisco and Ezri are looking down at three men comatose on beds, and they're like, "What the hell happened in here?" <laughs> Fucking gold. <laughs> mm. Yeah, That's part a, of the episode, really. Aside from the scene between uh, uh, Kira and Odo, Julian. Yeah, that one. You're right. Sorry, third, third, third. So here's but, like, the that's thing, the thing is, like, you look at that for previous episode. You look at, you know, um, shit. What was the first one called? Uh, Extreme measures. Extreme measures. Yeah. 
You're like, this is all on the one hand really horrifying and terrible, but you're like, but this is something you are doing to, well, I thought, prevent a genocide. And also you are no, kind of doing it. No, they were only doing it to save Odo. Yeah, I was just going to say, were you under the impression they were doing it to save the rest I of them? I assumed in so. the long run Never that had been that. the plan. Not only no, 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 not See, even close. Thing, no. this, is, this is the perfect fucking bargaining chip right now. Yeah. Like, you could just call up, hey, Dominion, we know you motherfuckers are dying. We got the cure up in here. You just shuffle your whole fleet back through that wormhole. They can't. The wormhole's still closed. Or so well, we assume? I well, don't also, know. You, also, you can't no, trust, no, like, the reopened. greatest superpower. Cisco reopened it. Well, regardless, you can't trust them not to come back and fuck around again. Even if they give their word, they still... Well, they fuck around and find out. Yeah, but what they find out is now there's nothing that's going to kill us and we fucking destroy everybody. That I mean, no, you're what back you do to is square be like, Here, one. We got the cure. We also have the our second Delta version variant. of the, of the, you know, yeah, we have the Delta variant oh, here. Oh, fuck. Right, yeah. We'll give this to you motherfuckers if you ever show your face in this I, quadrant again. I, I do, gen- yeah, no, I, I kind of agree that, like, if we could do it once, we can do it again. Like, it's like, they've never, the, I'm assuming the founders have never met a species that was able to make them sick. So, like, that's that's a pretty good threat which, to hold over them. Which is surprising, considering they spend most of their time as, like, puddles of goo. You would think the common cold would wipe them out. You'd think they'd be full of mosquitoes all the time. Oh, gross. Ew, ew, oh. you're right. They are. Ooh. <laughs> The reason they hate solids so much is that kids keep swimming in them and pissing. Oh. <laughs> the Great Lake used to be well. clear. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's awful. I love it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm very disappointed in everyone. Um, I'm disappointed in Cisco because he forgot to take his birth control, even though. And I love I loved this random line. Julian always reminds me, <laughs> which is very Julian. I totally miss that. Oh, see, I thought the oh, I misinterpreted. Yeah, we misinterpreted. Well. We thought that it was like she had been on antibiotics for some reason, and that because that's what happens with with women who are on like the pill. If you're on the pill and you have strong antibiotics, it can it can mess with the. Um, efficiency of your uh, of your birth control. Yeah, well, so. No, no, it was entirely Cisco Cisco's birth control. Yeah, no. So she, they have she they says, have male birth control. Finally, yeah, she but says thing, she though. says someone forgot their forgot their injection. Oh. So it sounds like contraception in the future is everyone involved gets a shot. Mm, but what's yeah. interesting though is that everyone involved, especially gets a Julian. shot. But if one of so like. If it's, one of the two people don't get the shot, I mean, I think the assumption was that she, fifty percent plus fifty percent is hundred percent. It sounds like it's terrible birth control. One hundred percent of the time, sixty, thirty percent of the time, less, whatever it is, it's, it's a profit, baby. Holy shit! <laughs> no, what is? It's perfect. You just need to both do it. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a friendship bracelet or something. Yeah, or, or makes, any of those Joker chemicals from Batman eighty nine. Oh it, it no. Makes, the injection makes the sperm antimatter and the eggs super normal matter. And so after just sex, it bubbles a little. So I say, is it just a bunch of tiny explosions everywhere? Oh, yeah. the orgasms. The sex is sensation. just fatal. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but you don't have a baby explosion. afterwards. 
That's fair. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like he did it on purpose. That Cisco loves babies. Well, I, I would also hope wonder not. though, That's like, pretty if, big. If maybe, no, I agree. That would be fucked up. But I, he's I, but it, war crimes already. So I mean, what is what is stealthing your partner after you've committed lots and lots of war crimes? No, no. But here's the thing: he's the emissary. Which means everyone and their mother wants him to, like, bless their baby anyway. So he has the perfect world of, like, getting to play with a baby and then not have to change it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the implication was that they were both on birth control. He forgot and she got pregnant. Yeah. But maybe the implication was that it it, only men do birth control, maybe. Which actually kind of makes more sense, I would say. Because... If the if assuming the effect of male birth control is just that the sperms are dead or or whatever, you know, they just don't do what they got to do. That seems way less invasive than female birth control, which at least today is all about fucking around with hormones and makes women crazy. You know, I'm just kidding. I don't mean that. Wasn't wasn't there wasn't there a a pill for like it was like a, a male oral contraceptive, but the uh, the side effects were, quote unquote, too bad. Oh no! Yeah. For it to they pass, made me moody. Well, no, so that's the thing. Is but literally the list, the list of symptoms, yeah. the list of like side effects from the meds were yeah. almost nothing compared to what the pill does. Uh, yeah. yeah. Plus, yeah. the pill will give you a stroke if you're over thirty. So, like, I mean, well, yeah, it can, I, it can, I, it can. I'd, I'd, I'd take it. No one asked me. You know, it's like I don't think they approved it. Like the, yeah, the, they if they held if they held female contraceptive to the same standard oh, yeah, we would, as we the male contraceptive, it. they There'd would be no never, babies at all. They would yeah no they would they would they would never have allowed the pill to to, it's, to pass inspections. It's fucking absurd and uh, well we exhausting. just uh, we just saw we saw some comedy over the weekend and apparently if she can be believed, Amy Schumer was told by a doctor that they weren't able to do anything for the like. What what exactly was it? I remember what she called it. She had some kind of illness during pregnancy that they probably could have fixed, but they've never bothered to study it because it only happens to women. Oh, Jesus. Womp womp. Yeah, it's, it's something that can happen during pregnancy where you just feel like you have food poisoning all the time. Yeah, that's what it was. I couldn't remember how she described it. It's somewhat it. different than, say, your standard I wonder if sickness. that's like toxemia, which is like what my mother had when she had me, but they don't yeah, call I mean, it that I mean, anymore. That's that's the thing. Is if, I, I, I mean, I know her doctor put it quite so bluntly, but... I've known enough women that, like, yeah, it is very obvious if you know women and listen to them. There is so much we don't know about women's medicine because medical science just cannot be asked. No, it just this, this just in. It's not the same as toxemia. I bet I bet, you know, they're much better at fucking female medicine on Ferenginar now. We got socialized medicine. They already. have they have pockets and dresses. For all. Yeah. The brunt was cut off when they said they have health care yep. for everybody. Paid for by taxes on bribes. Yeah. One of my favorite lines from this was, uh, you'll still be very powerful. That's why I'm sucking up to you. <laughs> it's never too early to start sucking up to the boss. Oh, I'm surprised that wasn't line. a rule of acquisition. I, yeah, I thought, we, we, we thought so, too. Chris even said, which rule of acquisition is yeah. that? I was like, I don't like, know. I'm sure it is. They just didn't put the number before it this time. Well... They failed me. Not that they're teaching children the rules of acquisition anymore. Which I loved um, because that's what fucking boomers say all the time about cursive writing and they get butthurt <laughs> about it. I love it. I loved everything about I that. I saw some weirdo. Like, obviously, like from this, you can extrapolate so much. But he posted a photo of. I guess it was from a time where Cambridge, I think, 
assembled their dons to vote on whether to continue compulsory ancient Greek. And they uh, voted it down. And he was like, ah, beginning of the end. It's like, yeah, I'm sure you fucking know ancient Greek, asshole. Cisco's gonna have a baby. Yes, it's gonna come Cisco's out with a goatee. Cisco's gonna have a baby. He already has a baby. The Defiant? Well, also that, but I I'm meant I'm sorry, Jake. it's the Sao Paulo. It's the Defiant loved, with some sweet purple trim. I loved how just hand-wavy they were about it. They're like, first order of business, we're changing the name. It's like, why didn't you just give it that name in the first place? They wanted it to be a surprise. And, and like, Julian really, hated the carpet. I don't know like, if the carpet was actually I would understand if they had, like, I don't even know why it had to be the Sao Paulo. Why couldn't it have just been the Defiant? Like, there's plenty, pl- plenty of precedent for ships being named the same as their predecessor. Yeah. You know? I think I, the idea was this one was already puttering around, like, oh, this one, give it to Cisco. Just, oh, Cisco, here it is. Just scratch the Sao Paulo off. Well, this, It'll say defiant oh, for it, you. I thought it was a new construction. Oh, was this it? This also goes back to my, you know, how the Enterprise A was really just the... Um, Yorktown? The Yorktown, after they mopped the bodies up off the floor. They didn't even mop them. They just opened an airlock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, like, what, so I want to know what happened to the crew of the Sao Paulo. <laughs> no, you don't. Airlock. Look, space burial is what Starfleet does. Jesus Christ. Um, it would have been kind of funny. I mean, obviously, they wouldn't do this, but like, you know, the little Defiant class ship comes on screen. And it's like, oh, but it's actually towing their real replacement. And it's like a fucking Oberth. It's already half exploded. <laughs> I like how they're like, oh, I wasn't expecting another Defiant class. It's like, you weren't? Do you know what the budget for the show is? Have you not heard <laughs> of Star Trek? Get a new model? They couldn't even be asked to repaint it. They put in they, new carpets. I did say they, they they did add some purple where previously it had been gray. I think it's a nice touch. I don't know. Um, when, when we see the finale next week, it better be fucking clear why they needed all that budget that they couldn't have done any other thing. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. Like, it had better just be... 45 minutes of just explosions like this has got to be better this ha- this needs to be better than the goddamn uh battle of of uh the big white city in lord of the rings there um, isengard sure yes yeah no um helms deep no it's that's the other one the mines Kingston. of moria that's good too. Uh, Actually, what's the? It's the big cap. It's the like capital of human civilization. I I don't watch this movie, so. Um, Rohan. Rafflington. Yes. No. No. Rohan is where. Oh my Carl god. Urban is lived. this really happening? Not White Run. That's Skyrim. This isn't a fucking Lord of the Rings podcast. Not. Okay, guys? Not a little. Bit I know. It's supposed to be a Gotham. quick show. It's Gotham San- City. San Francisco. <laughs> Ah, no, you know, the big, big fuck off battle from, Nobody from knows. Return of the King. Nobody I don't knows. remember this don't movie. Know. I Nobody only, told I only saw know. the first two. I saw the third one. Good. Once Chris on is looking sh- it up. So none of us will somebody care. Downloaded. So my Gondor, one. the battle of Gondor. Still Jesus don't care. Christmas. What is that? <laughs> wow. My last note is at the very beginning of the episode, they had some random person teleport into like. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was like, strange. Like, it was kind of neat because there was, like, showing stuff going on. Yeah. But, like, it was also distracting because I kept expecting that person to, like... I thought that person was invading the... was invading ops. Mm. I didn't think they were supposed to be there. 
Yeah, like mm. it's it's something they probably should have set a precedent for previously. Because it makes sense, because I mean, when you think about it, the station is fucking enormous. So there probably are times where it's quicker to get beamed directly to Ops than yeah. take, you know, five different turbo lifts. Yeah, and Ops has been shown in the past to have the, the teleporter. Yeah. Had. Yeah. And the t- turbo lifts are so fucking slow. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, we saw in Extreme Measures. Because that scene took so long. That was God, a mind longest. turbo lift. Longer than a Vic song. No, nothing is longer than a Vic song. (laughs) (laughs) They spent spent so long holding onto the railings, refusing to let go. I was actually really disappointed that they weren't holding hands. Aww. I I thought the same thing would be funny if they'd been, yeah. Yeah, no, I better be impressed, is all I'm saying. We ready to be uh, Jake and Abby here? Oh. I think we should Jake it out. Yeah. Well, in that case... (gasps) <gasps> Sounds like I'm up. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Star to Steer Her By. Episode, what was it? 230 fucking two. Sounds right. We will be back next week with episode 233, where we will talk about the last two episodes of Deep Space Nine. Talk about Deep Space Nine in general and talk about. Oh, season seven. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Season seven. Top, top and bottoms of season seven. Top fives, Deep Space Nine generally. Oh shit, yeah, The two-parter. Right. We're going to have some shit to get done next week. I forgot all I about that. I already did mine. Did no. you? Wow. I did. I didn't hear wow. you, Jake. What? I said I already did my tops and bottoms for both. What? Wow. But we oh, haven't yeah. seen the last one yet. How will we know? <laughs> That's true. How will we know? Fuck. I, gotta, I, gotta I could always make last a last-minute sub, but... Times arrow, five times. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that you still laugh at this joke. Thank you. Worst episode, Bem. <laughs> oh, God, without saying yes. But yeah, so uh, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you want to join us again next week, you could subscribe wherever you find fine podcasts. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We're also on Facebook. You can search A Star to Steer Her By to see what kind of bullshit we're reading and posting. Or you can head on over to Twitter and Tumblr, where we're uh, at SSHB Podcast. You can also visit our website, SSHBpodcast.com. In you the meantime... See that Jeffrey Combs video? Where it's no, just what a, Jeffrey Combs... Where it's just a Jeffrey Combs appreciation musical, and it's the most beautiful thing. I haven't, but we should share it's it. Did we already fa- share it? I shared oh, it we already Facebook. shared Go it. Go find oh, it fuck. watch it. I will. I will. I certainly will. Yeah. Jeff. Well, as always, I have been Caitlin... I be Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. I'm James. Yay. Thank you for joining us, James. Thanks for coming, James. Thank Anything, you for having me. Any promotional things you want to talk about? No. Okay. 